0: Wanna start today with this. As we talked about on last week's program, the Bears have made the right decision. Might not have been a risky decision, might not have been a popular or an exciting or flashy move, but they did make the right one. In keeping Justin Fields and choosing to the number one pick, or at least not draft a quarterback at number one. We found some new reporting today from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler that does say, indeed, the Bears will trade the number one overall pick. This is the first time we've seen a report come out suggesting that. We all assumed it. We all kind of knew it. But at this point, now it's official. Now it's real. The Bears will be trading that number one overall pick. So the question is now, why? What should they get back? And who should they trade them to? Trade that pick to? Three big questions right now. Nobody knows the answer, and there's going to be a couple of months still before we find out how everything's going to shake out for the Bears. Now we do know that there are teams that are going to be quarterback-needed. We do know there are teams, like the Bears did in 2017 themselves, who are going to overpay to move up to draft a quarterback in this draft. There are a couple of really nice options, mainly Bryce Young, CJ Stroud as well, who we've talked about. So I saw this article this morning, and I wanted to touch on it. This is from uh, Bears Fire USA Today. And they ranked Bears' potential trade partners and their willingness to trade off to draft a quarterback. Now, see, here's the key thing that we got to talk about. We've mentioned this before on this program. Which teams are interested in investing in a young quarterback and which teams want a free agent to win today? Now, I'm not suggesting that Bryce Young can't come out of the scene and kill it right away, but chances are he's going to need time to develop. So which teams want to win now? Which teams want to win later? Which teams want a quarterback for the future? Which teams are looking for a veteran on the market like a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers or a Marcus Mariota? Somebody out there who could help them do something today. Here's one team that we know of who is looking for a young QB. Indianapolis Colts. Colts this past season had a mishmash at quarterback that Matt Ryan start the year on a one-year deal. He did okay, but he was benched for salary cap reasons. They brought in Nick Bowles at the end of the season. Remember him? So happy the Bears got him. And then they had Sam Ellinger, the rookie or the young stud who turned out to be a young dud. Ellinger this past year did not live up to any expectations whatsoever through too many picks, not enough touchdowns, could not hold on to the football, and Indianapolis lost a lot of games when he started. So here's what it says in this article. I want to read this for you. Quote, the Colts are just desperate enough and have the draft capital to make it worth Chicago's while to make a trade, but the Bears would remain in a position to draft Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr., assuming they switch at 1-4. and Colts GM Chris Ballard said, quote, he'd do whatever it takes to move up and get the quarterback he desired, and Chicago is counting on that. Indianapolis, one wants to do whatever it takes, according to Ballard himself, straight out of his mouth. Now, they have to get their coaching situation figured out first, which they're, I think, blundering that whole situation. Three interviews. They're, at, they're on their third round of interviews to pick a head coach. And Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience, who came in last year and only won one game, the one being over the Raiders in his first game as a coach, he is still in consideration along with many other people at this point. So they may screw up their head coaching position, and that may, in turn, screw up what they want to do in the draft, or which quarterback they want to take. Certainly on the table. But I don't care how well or how good the Colts do in the draft. What I'm worried about is, can the Bears sucker them enough to give up so many picks, the Bears move back to four, or even further back, and the Bears get a haul for that number one pick. That's all I care about. Now, this could just be posturing by Chris Ballard, right? Colts GM. He could just be saying this stuff, just like Ryan Poles is saying that they're going to keep Justin Fields and trade the number one overall pick. Maybe they're lying. Maybe they're trying to do gamesmanship here and they're not telling the truth. But when you look at what the Colts have done since Andrew Luck left, I mean, think about the quarterbacks they've gone through. Think about all the guys who've, come through on one-year deals and haven't worked out. Philip Rivers, although he did good, then he retired. Carson Wentz, he did okay, then he was traded. Matt Ryan, who is now going to be a free agent. Sam Ellinger, who is a total bust. Those are all the quarterbacks the Colts have had since Andrew Luck retired. They want a young guy. They want somebody they can develop. Somebody like Andrew Luck who could be the face of their franchise for 10 to 15 years. I think they've had enough of, let's take a chance on this veteran. Let's do a one- or two-year deal, and let's see how he works. And I will say this, too. I don't think it's even a product of the quarterbacks themselves as much as it is the organization. Philip Rivers did great with the Colts statistically, and he led them to the playoffs. Carson Wentz even did pretty good with, the, with Indianapolis. I mean, pop-up 100 record, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks. I mean, he was pretty solid for them, and they moved on from him. Matt Ryan was back and forth all year, but also was benched not because of necessarily poor performance, but because of salary cap issues. And Sam Ellinger was a complete and total bust. So who's really at fault for the Colts having all these problems at quarterback? Maybe if they had protected Andrew Luck better, they wouldn't even be in this situation. But instead, because... 29 years old and getting beat up so much, you're retired. And now they're in this position where every year they've gone through a veteran and now a rookie or a youngster in Ellinger, and it still hasn't worked. So I really do believe Ballard when he says we're going to do whatever it takes to move up because they are so desperate. They haven't had a quarterback, a franchise guy in five years, and they are sick of the revolving door at quarterback. They're sick of having some new veteran come in every year, do okay, then organizational problems happen, the team isn't talented enough, and nobody succeeds, everybody loses, and then they're on to a new quarterback. I would think that's damn annoying. And that was the cycle there for a bit for the Bears, even. Jake Cutler, Matt Barkley, right, so many guys coming in and out, then Mitch Trubisky came in, now it's Fields, I mean, even to that extent. It may not be as often, but It's happened to the Bears recently. I'd say in the past 10, 15 years, it's been somebody new every time, and things just haven't worked, veterans and youngsters. Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman, Jake Cutler, Matt Barkley, Mitch Trubisky, now Justin Fields. It's been a revolving door, and people are sick of it. And for the Colts, it's the same thing. Revolving door, everybody's kind of sick of, okay, here's a new name, here's a new signing, here's a new press conference. New system, new quarterback, and at the end of the day, everything goes to blank. Because that's what happens to them. This, to me, is the best possibility for the Bears to make a trade, to make a deal. I would also say the Texans, who have the number two overall pick. Thanks, Lovie Smith. Texans do need a quarterback right now. They have Davis Mills, who has severely regressed after... His great rookie year, did better than Justin Fields or really anybody in that draft class rookie year, but really progressed last year. They got Jeff Driscoll, who's a complete and total bust. I mean, he's a career-long second or third string guy and really nobody else. They do not have a solid go-to option at quarterback. And do you really think they're going to be in the market for somebody like Aaron Rodgers? really think anybody wants to go to the Texans right now or Will the Texans pay? Will the Texans, can they afford somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? No, they can't. They don't want to. They're still going to be paying this year, David Culley and Lovie Smith, and now their new coach that they hired away from San Francisco. They're going to be paying three head coaches in 2023. Actually, four. I'm Bill O'Brien, who's now the new OC at the Patriots. He is still on the books in 2023. They're spending so much money on coaches, they don't have the time, the energy, or the resources to go out and acquire a valuable quarterback or sign somebody. Pretty sad, if you ask me. That's the one thing I give the Bears over the years. I mean, we can complain about so many things they've done, but one thing they haven't done, to their credit, is fire coaches prematurely or go through so many coaches in such a short period of time to the point where they're paying three coaches at once midseason. I really do give them that. If there's one thing I give the Bears, they are doing it like the Texans or other low-level NFL franchises that just have no idea how talent works or paying people works. The Bears wait till a contract is over and they fire a coach. They are not sitting here paying Matt Nagy in 2023. It's just one coach, and they have money and resources elsewhere to help out in the on-the-field product, actual players. Texans don't. This is why I feel like for the Texans, they are going to need a rookie quarterback because simply they can't afford to go out and make a big trade or sign somebody and pay them tons of money when they're already paying off three different coaches. At once, make it four now with the new coach they just hired. (laughs) Paying out four coaches in one year. I've never heard of that in any sport. That's what they're up against. That's what they're doing. So this is why I think it makes sense. Todd McShane from ESPN says, quote, the Texans will do everything they can to trade up with Chicago. The reason their division foes the Colts are in a prime spot to leapfrog them for the top selection, so that means that the Texans may want in as well. So their division rival, the Colts, are going to try and get a quarterback, and now the Texans may too. It's a battle of which team sucks more in the AFC South. <laughs> which team's more quarterback needy, at least. Here's the quote, but the thought of their divisional rival moving up ahead of them and getting their pick of a quarterback might be enough for the Texans to pull the trigger on a deal with the Bears. There's the way I see it. It doesn't matter to me whether the Bears trade with the Colts or Texans, although I think those two are going to be the top two the Bears will trade with. It doesn't matter to me who the Bears trade with. What matters to me is will they get enough of a haul back to make it worth their while. Well, the Bears bring it up to say, okay, this is worth it. This is what we should do. And I think the market was kind of set a couple of years ago when they traded for Mitch Trubisky. They gave up a lot to get Mitch. They gave up first-rounders for the next year, second-rounders. Just to move up a couple of spots, one spot. That was it. The Bears gave up a lot because they were so desperate and so needy that the market at that time favored the Bears giving up so much just to get One more spot up. And I feel like in this case, with the Colts and especially the Texans, both teams being so needy, come draft night, they're going to get desperate. And come draft night, they will mortgage a lot of their future to move up just a tad to get the guy they want. The Bears have to play this coy. If I were Brian Poles, I would be stone-faced, have your poker face on the whole time, and be ready to command a king's ransom for this number one overall pick, especially because you could use this pick on whoever you want. If the Bears wanted a quarterback, let's say, they could bring in the best quarterback in the draft class. They could bring in the best player in this draft class. Meanwhile, other teams are so desperate to get them, right? So this is pretty serious stuff, and now we're going to really see Ryan Poulses negotiating skills at work. Now we're going to know how good of a negotiator Ryan Poles is, and that comes with the territory, being a GM. He could be a great salary cap guy know how to stay under the cap the whole time. You could be a great person when it comes to resources or drafting, scouting, but you got to make sure that you know how to negotiate when things are tense and you're about to pull the trigger. Anybody here ever see the movie Draft Day? I did a long time ago. Draft Day, that's real. You're on the phone the whole time. You're in your war room. You're scheming. You're trying to find out what other teams are going to do. You have a draft board. We had Randy Mueller, NFL GM on. Now he's working in the XFL, he said the same thing. They would make like 10 mock drafts and 10 draft boards before the draft started. And they'd zero in on like 30 guys because you never know who's going to be picked at what time. This is serious stuff. So now it's going to be time for Brian Pauls to show off his talents negotiating in order to make a deal and get it done right. But if I were him, just a small piece of advice here, don't get too worried. Don't get too jumpy. Ryan pulls you are in the driver's seat. For once, the Bears are actually in the driver's seat. They're not begging for a pick. They're not begging for a quarterback. They have the spot, and they know what they're going to do. There's no begging. There's no, i got to move up. There's no, I'm so desperate for a QB. I'm going to move up one spot and give up four draft picks in return. They're going to do that to somebody else now, and that's the exciting part. Stay stone-faced. Stay ready for what you need and stay with your purpose and your mission. This draft is not about a quarterback. It's not even about the first overall pick. It's about making your team better, building through the draft, and using that first overall pick to turn into five or six picks. Minimum. That's what you should be doing. So here's your chance Ryan pulls to make an impact, but here's your chance for the Bears to build on what you need. The Bears have many holes. We've talked about a receiver potentially running back offensive line defensive line secondary tons of holes you could address a lot of that in the draft this year you can make a real difference for your team and have impact players on the field week one if you play your cards right if i were mine polls that's what i would focus on that's what i would do and i would make trades with teams that are extremely quarterback needed the fact that the Colts already came out and said we need a quarterback we're willing to trade up huge target indy target houston As this free agent market heats up and as we see where players go target the teams that lose out on a veteran quarterback. Maybe the Jets lose out on Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe the Panthers find themselves needing a quarterback instead of trying to land the big-time guy in pre-agency. There could be other teams that emerge that we don't know about today by the time April comes around. So at this point, it's time for Ryan Poles to do his due diligence. It's time for the Bears to get this one right. But it is good to know that there are suitors and there are teams interested. It just comes down to Ryan Paul's being able to be a good negotiator. And it's going to come down to the Bears staying stone-faced and staying driven, staying with their mission, in order to make a deal, get back a huge haul, and stick with their QB for the future. I want to take a look at some of your comments right here. The Colts still don't have a head coach. I know, Aaron. Talked about that, so the Colts still need a head coach before they can really get into negotiations about this first overall pick, and I'm sure they're interviewing the head coaches now, asking them, what would you do if we got the number one overall pick? Which quarterback are you interested in taking? Should we even draft a quarterback? Maybe they're going to go sign somebody instead and fool everybody. Mike, that's true. The Panthers look like a team to offer the most draft capital, and the Panthers could also offer wide receivers. D.J. Moore on the trade block for them. Would be nice for the Bears to bring him in. That said, you know, is that going to be something they're going to want to do? Will they just trade picks? Will they trade NFL-ready players? That's something that we're going to have to look at and discuss. Aaron, a king's ransom? That's right. It should be. And if it isn't, then the Bears screwed up. The Bears should be demanding the most out of everything here. The Bears are in the driver's seat. This is their opportunity to make something happen. There's, there's no waiting around. There's no desperation. The Bears could relax, even if the Bears can't find a deal. Let's say Ryan Poles totally screws up, can't find a deal with anybody. You know what? At the end of the day, what do you have? Number one overall pick. The Bears have nothing to lose in this situation. Nothing. If Ryan Poles literally screws up so much that he cannot find a trade partner because he's demanding too much or he's being too indecisive, guess what? At the end of the day, you get the number one overall pick. This is a non-lose situation. And that's the attitude you have to have if you're the Bears. There's no feeling of desperation. There's no anxiety. There's nothing to worry about. You either trade for a couple of more picks, or you keep the first overall pick and draft whatever you want. You could get the cream of the crop in this draft. Either way, you're safe and you're good. And I think Bears fans have to take solace in that fact. No matter what happens, you're fine. We would hope for certain outcomes. We would hope for the Bears to get back five picks and fleece the Colts or the Texans. But whatever they do, I think they're going to be okay. And that's something to really think about. It really is a win-win regardless. Yep, he literally can't F this up. He really can't. And if he does, somehow, some way, we'll talk about it. And, you know, over the years is when we're going to know whether or not he Fs it up, whether or not he screws it up. That's when we'll know. But as of right now, in this situation, as we talk in this context of the present day, there's nothing he can do, in my opinion, to mess this up for the Bears. And I think that's the comforting thing. And that's the good thing that we have to think about. And remember when we sit here and evaluate what the Bears are going to do.